Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Hey guys, welcome back to Nerd Talk. This is your host, Jordan Halstead. Today, I've got one returner and I've got a new guest for you. So I am bringing back Micah and his wife is our first time guest, Alicia. Alicia, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm great. Hey, so we always start our questions off with new guests. What got you into the nerdum? What is uh, something that you're involved with? Like, what do you call as your nerd? Um, like, what, what has gotten you into this world? Um, well, well, like a lot of girls with older brothers, I kind of latched on to things that he watched as a kid. So we watched things like X-Men cartoons. Um, I really liked the X-Men movies when they came out in the early 2000s. Early 2000s. Um, and then that just kind of sucked me into Marvel. Oh, absolutely. As, as the Marvel movies kept coming, they were a lot better. But the X-Men kind of like fell off my radar a little bit. Okay. As I got more into the Marvel stuff. So are you excited to see kind of now that X-Men is getting folded into the MCU, are you excited to see where they're going to take them? Yeah, I need, I know I need to go back and watch a lot of the movies because I haven't seen a lot of them in, in a lot of years, but that's kind of where all the nerd started was in X-Men. I gotcha. I, I remember watching the 90s X-Men cartoons and I loved them. So I, I relate yeah. with you there. I'm like, I loved that. And it has, I'm hoping that when they introduced the X-Men, they used like the 90s theme song, like, like a more yeah. modern version. Like that is such an iconic sound. So, all right. So today uh, we are going to go ahead and start out and let you guys know there are going to be a ton of spoilers for this episode. So make sure that if you haven't watched Loki, uh, go ahead and, and, and log out now, turn us off, make sure that you don't hear this because there's going to be a lot of spoilers. So here's your warning. All right, guys. So uh, we're going to go ahead and start with, with Alicia. Um, what were you expecting going into the series of Loki? You know, Loki's probably one of my favorite villains. So I was expecting the unexpected, like he said in one of the later episodes. Um, with Loki, you always have to expect that he's always going to do something crazy. Um I knew we were going to be getting into the multiverse, but honestly, I didn't really know what that looked like. Um, I don't know. I was just excited to see how they would take Loki because of his end and end game. Absolutely. I, uh, I love that you were talking about the multiverse. So as a DC fanboy myself, like they started to do the multiverse and I liked how they did that with the CW shows. And when uh, Marvel said, Oh, we're going to start our own multiverse. I was like, okay, just don't follow DC's path, like trailblaze your own, make it something your own. Don't, don't follow the same way, like hopping earths and things like that. And, and just the way that they did it, I feel like it was very, they brought their own finesse to it and they just, they handled it very well. What about you, Micah? Yeah. What were you expecting going into this? Yeah. So I was thinking, um, where in the timeline are they going to fall? What are they going to do? Um, you know, cause they even like in Endgame, they, they showed him in 2012, they kind of tease out a little bit when he got the Tesseract, but like, I wanted to know where they were going, um, what time frame they were going to land in, obviously, um, with what happened to him in infinity war, like, were they going to, um, you know, 
you know, recast his story, retell his story. And it's kind of what they did when they went to um, into the series, when he went to the TVA, like I think for the first time in, in what, 23 films, he was actually powerless and he couldn't really do anything for the first time in his, his story. And so uh, I was, I was curious to see um, what they were going to do, where they were going to set him up specifically um, moving to, uh, the next phase of the MCU films. And then, um, like I was saying to you before we started recording, I feel like Disney plus is crushing these, um, these side series. And I really hope that like movies like the Eternals and Shang-Chi, um, really live up to the expectation of how good these sideshows have been. So I'm not sure what you all feel about that, but I think that's kind of what I was looking towards. What what were your guys' thoughts about the the stones when he goes into the TVA and he's like, well, what if I wasn't a robot? And they send him through, and he's like, then he gets to this spot, and he's they're like, go ahead and give me the tesseract, and he he finds all the stones, and he's like, you have these infinity stones, and they're like, yeah, we use them as paperweights. Like, what were your guys' thoughts on that one? I think uh, for me, well, two things. First of all, one of my favorite lines in this series is when he tells that, what's the guy's name that's sitting at the Casey. desk? Is it Casey? Casey. Yeah, he's like, I've got you like a fish. And I what's was just like, fish? and he's like, what's a fish? And so um, he's just absolutely clueless, and I love it. Um, the other thing was, um, I just, when he he learns about the TVA and what you can do in the TVA and what you cannot do in the TVA, I was really like um, thinking at some point he's going to get these stones and he's going to use them. Right, because they've been used before throughout the MCU, and doesn't he steal the time stone at one point in one of the episodes? I think, and then he so. never does anything with it. So, well, I, I think he I caught something. I, he, I he stole it. So, so I think he picked it up, and I think he used his magic because he's got like that pocket dimension magic kind of thing where like he can hide swords and and things like that. So, like he's walking, then he'll be like, ha, and like bring out the swords. I think he moved and and took the time stone with him because when you get to was it episode four where they have their love moment, him and Sylvie? It's like three or four. They're running through, and he's like, I've got this. And he like throws his hands up, and the building that was falling, it goes back up. And if you listen, it sounds somewhat like the, the time stone uh, noise that, that comes with it. It sounded like it hit. So I'm hoping that, that he did take the time stone, but I don't know how that's going to work out. Well, and, and I also... But he can't use his magic in the TVA. Yeah, but... Well, what I was going to say, though, is like when they're on Lamentis, when they set that episode up, when Lamentis is like just falling apart, right? When the moon is getting ready to crash into the planet. Um, I thought when that episode ended and we were getting ready to go into the next episode that he was going to use the time stone to reverse that and to save them. Right. Because he wasn't in the TVA at that moment. So, like, I I thought that that's what that was going to set up, so to speak. But he never used it. And, you know, moving forward, you know, coming out of episode you know, six moving into season two, maybe like, does he still have it? Does he not? Who knows? Yeah. I think that would be really cool to like somehow bring those back in. And they, when they hit the cart and they, uh, you know, you know, when they, they disintegrated the cart. Well, by the end mm-hmm. of the, by the end of the season, you realize that it doesn't destroy it. It just sends it to the end of time. So mm-hmm. here's my thought. What if one of the characters finds a box full of all these infinity stones and now you've got like 20 infinity stones now into the the universe? I mean, it's at the end of time, but you've got a time stone. You can create like a space and time portal, kind of use them together and shoo, just go back towards the beginning and start oh, messing with stuff. With all of the Lokis there, maybe one of the other Lokis got them. That's what I'm thinking. I hope I hope it's alligator Loki, personally. 
Or maybe a variant a variant of Thanos. Oh, that could be fun. <laughs> that could be a lot of fun. Now he's got two gauntlets and he's going at it. All right, so what did you guys think of the D.B. Cooper reference? I have to say that I laughed pretty hysterically when that when we watched it. And even I was watching um, a couple of the episodes this morning. I had them on in the background when I was working. And it just makes me laugh. It's just, it, it's perfect for them to use something like that for Loki. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, and I think, you know, and I was talking to Alicia before we jumped on with you this evening, um, just kind of the stories that they have. If you look up D.B. Cooper, D.B. Cooper, sorry, um, their stories are very similar. They were very mischievous people. And for him to kind of reenact that was, I thought that was pure Loki. I think. <laughs> right? Like it was just who. Yeah, I, I no, maybe I don't know. I thought <laughs> what for me for me personally, I think it was really funny because I didn't know who D.B. Cooper was going into this. And so when he said, okay. you're D.B. Cooper, I was like, OK, I'm going to pause this real quick. And I like I had to figure out who he was. And then I talked with my dad and my dad told me the story. He's like, Jordan, this was like a, a big thing at a time. And he, I was like, mm-hmm. that's genius that they went in and, and took the idea of, hey, like. This is a character in real life, and we didn't have an explanation, and so now we created our own explanation in our universe. And I'm like, I hope that keeps happening. Like, the unexplained, like, why did the pyramids happen? Oh, well, a, a race of aliens came in and, and helped build it, and it's a satellite. And, like, maybe we see an X-Men cart or uh, spot with it, or maybe we see Apocalypse with it or something. Like, I, I just want to see, like, some of the unexplained stuff get, get thrown in there. Like, why, why did we do this? And so I think that'll be cool. Well, it makes, you, it makes you look it up or like, wait, who was this and why do they matter and why do they reference it? So, Absolutely. And that's kind of what I meant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I think that with my generation, me being a little bit younger than you guys, just knowing that I didn't know it means that there's a lot of other people who didn't know it. And that just resurfaces stories. And, and humanity, I think that's one of the biggest things. I mean, you look at the Bible, you look at um, history books, you look at all these different things that happen. We like to tell stories. And so it's part of this. It's Marvel is doing a storytelling. And so why do we go see movies? Because of these amazing stories. Now, unless you're going to see a Michael Bay film and you're there for the explosions. Um, so, but, but when you look or at the this, CGI or the, yeah, or the CGI. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I, you, you look at some of this and I'm like, the storytelling alone was just done very well. Cause you, you brought up a story that kind of had died down a little bit. A lot of people in the past knew like, Oh, Hey, this is, this is it. And like people who grew up knowing that story, but then you have this whole new generation of people who don't know who DB Cooper is. And now it's a part of a, it, it, it resurfaces. It's now a thing again. Um, so I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. Now, what did you guys think about the variants? You started to talk about that a little bit. So, like, who was your favorite variant? What did you guys think of the ideas of, of variant Lokis and variant different characters and whatnot? I was, uh, I think it's too easy to say that everybody's favorite was the alligator. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I liked it. I liked the concept. Just um, as we dive deeper into the multiverse conversation, I, you know, one of the who's a variant how many people have been affected by this and, you know, in this series, I mean, obviously it was Loki's series and they focused on Loki, but um, I want to see who else has been kind of affected like this uh, with the variant conversation, but for sure. I love the alligator. I like the, um, I think if I had a second to pick from, I think I'd pick the young Loki because I think he was just, 
he didn't care who he offended or what he did or what he said. I think that he was just like, he had a chip on his shoulder, right? Like he wanted to, <laughs> he wanted to just cut somebody because he had a sword and he was, you know, thought he was in charge of everything. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have to say that I love the alligator Loki just because it's humorous. But I also think it's interesting when we think about Loki's variants versus variants of King the Conqueror. Like his, his variants all appear to have the same look as him. Whereas the Loki ones, there was one other one that looked exactly like him. The other ones didn't. Yeah. That we know and of. I kinda, yeah, that we know of. Yeah. And I kind of kind of wonder why that happened. But I think the, um, the comic book style Loki was probably my second favorite. Mm, I, li- I liked old man, like classic Loki. Because uh, what was his name? Richard. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. Like he, he played like I thought that was done very, very well. Uh, I like the fact that he is now petitioning for a Disney Plus series on the original Loki and a alligator Loki tag team series. I'm like, I just want to see you guys like right there. I think that would be awesome. Uh, One of the, one of the other uh, Lokis that I really loved was female Loki. Um, I think that, that just, you know, in a world where you have to know your sexual identity, even at like five, it's like, okay, no, you don't. But people all started freaking out when they said, Oh, he's he's transgender. He's and I'm like, it's not. It's it's very much more difficult than that because it's it's kind of like a what if. Like, what if we altered this much of the character? So, like, what if we changed it from a male to a female, or what if we changed it from a male human to an alligator, or maybe we go in and say, all right, maybe they were born a hundred years earlier, so they're really old now, or they weren't born yet, so we've got a a young Loki. Like at that time, like they, they've got all these different what ifs or like they had like a black uh, Loki or a what if Loki became president and like he had like the, the classic uh, vote for Loki uh, pen and all that. I think that too many people started reading into this and, and they saw like, oh, like there's a female Loki. And I'm like, OK, if you follow Norse mythology, like Loki's a shapeshifter. So he like he messes with people. So, yeah, I could totally see him like shapeshifting. He's he shapeshifted into Odin. So like in the in the movie, so it's like I could totally see a female version. I kind of was really hoping that he was gonna like pair up and be like female Loki, like him being female Loki, like like they would have like changed just enough of his <laughs> facial features that we would have seen Tom Hiddleston like playing a female version of Tom Hiddleston, like a, a young. But I like that they had different actors and actresses and things like that. Um, and the the blue doll uh, that they used as the stand-in for the alligator Loki. I think those were just. It was done really well. Um, so here's here's a real quick sidebar. Did you catch the cameo from the animal Marvel Universe? Did you catch the other one than Alligator Loki? Talking about Frog Thor. Throg, yeah, Throg, th- Frog Thor. Throg, he was, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was he was in the jar and he's like mm-hmm. hopping yeah, towards the Mjolnir, and I'm like, yeah, that was great. So. I just I, I think some of those are just phenomenal and it, it helps tell a story. And so on a storytelling basis, over this whole six episodes, they're forty five minutes apiece. What did you guys think of this? Uh as a whole in comparison to like WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Like, what did you guys think as Loki as a storytelling uh series? I think they did a really good job of really kind of opening up the multiverse and really starting to make us think about what that's going to look like. Um, it's going to be chaotic. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be just like Loki is crazy and chaotic. Um, 
I want to give my thought, but then I have a question to follow up with your Absolutely. question, Jordan. But uh, I thought that they did a great job. I thought Loki for the first time and, you know, all these movies, all these stories um, showed feelings for the first time. He really showed depth in his character. Um, it made you want more as a as a fan of what um, Loki was doing, what he was up to, how it could get. For the first time, he was almost helpless. Like he he was like, what do I do? I can't use my powers. I can't be mischievous. I have to show feeling and try to figure something out without being Loki, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you actually felt bad for him, right, at times in the series because he was just completely helpless, so to speak. Um, considering everything that he's done in the MCU, I think that it was great to see a more human, more relatable character. Um, and to follow that up, um, kind of what we were talking about with variants, like, I kind of want to ask, like, I'm... If I'm being skeptical of anything that Marvel does, I'm kind of concerned moving forward um, with the variant conversation. Like, do you think that they're going to get too in the weeds with this uh, variance conversation, you know, with multiple characters, the multiverse? Do you think that's going to be a turnoff moving forward with movies? Um, because the casual fan, like as we were talking before we started recording, like my dad like, he's going to be so confused, he's not going to want to watch it. Do you think that's going to be a trend, or are they actually going to continue doing a good job so that people can follow along with the story? I personally think that the, they're going to do a much better job of handling it because they're, I think what's going to happen is this is a way they're going to be able to recast some of the characters when their contracts get too too long. Um, they can go in and say, oh, uh, Iron Man's now dead. Uh, we've known this for a couple of years now, and now that we're at this point, we're like, okay, Robert Downey Jr. is not coming back to play Iron Man unless they can figure out contracts and he says, hey, I'm back. But then you could go in and say, all right, well, we uh, we decided that instead of him, uh, we really like this young guy. Uh, like, I'm just going to throw out a name, uh, like Cole Sprouse. Like, hey, we can dye his hair black or, or we can keep him as a blonde or whatever, but he's going to now play like a young Tony Stark from Earth whatever. Um and so you start to introduce that, and that way they can do a story where then they can bring this character back in, but it won't be the same actor. It'll just be I, – I don't think they're going to overdo. Um, I really hope that Marvel doesn't overdo because I know that it's going to be really easy to go in and say, all right, well, you're going to fall into uh, the same problem that you're going to – I think they're going to run into a problem with Kang the Conqueror if they don't handle this correctly. I think what they're going to see is you're going to do too many versions, and people are going to lose track of like, oh, is this the same version? Or, okay, wait, I just saw him in the last movie and he died. Wait, he died here in Loki. How is he back? I didn't fully understand that. And and I think that they're going to run into that, but I think that with Kang, I think they're going to be able to sit down and say, okay, let's learn from our mistakes, if there are any, and then go forward. Um, so that way they don't have like a core of Thor or a core of Captain America or a core of Iron Man all, and then like, 50 bajillion of the same character and have like a mass army of actors because then it's like, okay, who, who do we continue their story? Because we can only do one at a time. Like, I think DC is going to really struggle with this one uh, because they're starting to do that with Batman. Um, with the new flash movie, they're having Ben Affleck and then they're having Michael Keaton both play Batman. So you're gonna have two different versions of Batman in the same movie, which I think is going to be very difficult for your, your fans who are just a, a casual movie goer. Um, I think that's something that Marvel's going to have to well, figure out. And like, and like with the Infinity War saga, right? Like we knew what the end goal was. We knew that Thanos was going to try to get the Infinity Stones and that he was going to 
try to perform genocide and then that was that was the goal right and the goal was for the avengers to keep the infinity stones away from thanos now moving forward it seems to be from what we know thus far that it's going to just be completely chaotic and there's going to be all these different variants and there's going to be these different timelines and we're like if you don't really pay attention and really invest in it like that's my fear, I guess. Like, well, it has a it. Ha- there's a big potential of it getting yeah, chaotic, like exploding. Like <laughs> people think, aren't going to know what in the world's going on. I think Kevin Feige has it pretty well planned out because if I if I remember correctly, when Avengers came out, he he roadmapped it and he said, "Okay, this is what our our where where our goal is." And then I heard the grumblings. Hmm, I want to say it was seventeen. He started to say like. I'm already planning what's going to happen after phase three is over because we need to have a plot because everybody knows, hey, the plan is to face Thanos and then end the, the, the Infinity Saga with Thanos. And so we have to figure out where we're going from there. So what I hope to see is that they're going to they're going to break into three teams. And th- this is my, my thought. They go the street level, the more. Uh, space level and then a multiversal level. So like your space or your street yeah. level is going to be more like your Spider-Man. Maybe him crossover a little bit multiverse wise. Um, but you're going to see him more like your street level with with Daredevil, She-Hulk, Hulk, uh, things like that. Then you got your space guys who are going to be your Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy, Nova. Your multiverse will include uh, Doctor Strange, um, like Ghost Rider. I could see Ghost Rider somehow doing a little bit of multiverse stuff, um, things like that. Maybe Blade. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, but just having all these different characters and, and seeing like three different tiers and that way, like for some fans, you may say, oh, I really don't care for all the, the chaoticness that is Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor, but I like watching Daredevil, Captain America and Iron Man, um, and Spider-Man and those guys that are more street level thugs. Um, I saw a meme or not a meme, but a, a thing that said, you're going to have two big villains in the, in phase four moving forward. It's, you've got Kang the Conqueror, who's going to be like, you're more space chaotic big big bad and then you're gonna have val um who showed up at the end of black widow and at uh uh falcon and the winter soldier Um, yeah so you're gonna see her as more of your like your street level villain um and do more like your your more local like uh more earth-based villain versus kang who is going to kind of take on multiple different realities and things like that um but i think that overall Marvel's going to have to play it very, very carefully. Which, and, and I think you that's a great, you know, insight. But, like, I think, like you're saying, you know, that's a good way to look at it, where they're going to have the different levels, the different tiers. But, like, another thing that people long for while watching these movies and these series is how do they connect it, right? Yeah. And so you can't really watch one without watching the other and trying to connect that overall, or I'm sorry, overarching story. And I don't know. I feel like we went on the sidebar there, but that was just like something I feel like watching this, I was kind of like, okay, you know, and like you said, they could just leave it in Dr. Strange and they can leave it in that kind of, in that kind of pocket, so to speak yeah, of uh, storytelling and then let, you know, the other stories do their own thing. And I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I think, I think moving forward, they're going to have to really be very Marvel is, the way that they're going to have to handle this is is very delicate, and they're going to have to figure out, do we go where the casual viewer can choose which movies to watch, or are we going to interconnect everything at this point? Um, Micah, we talked... It's I don't even know what episode we talked about this, but you said like you don't want it to be so overconnected that it like becomes too big 
you want to have like things come back to where they like are more solo stories like like you had black widow uh that recently came out and not to go into that because we'll, we'll hit that um with another episode but uh but when we we talked about it you were like i really don't want to see all these movies in phase four and five and six be so expansive that they like they're they're not solo films like i like to see the the character development of a specific character moving forward like thor thor love and thunder um from what i understand guardians are going to be a part of it um for Mm -hmm. for at least a time in that movie and i'm like okay now you're gonna have to not only are you kind of exiting thor but you're gonna put female thor in with jane well how do you how do you do a, a great connection between those two and like focus on those two and bring in the guardians of the galaxy like are they going to stay the whole movie? Like, are you bringing in Hulk at all? Because Hulk was a big player in Ragnarok. So, like, how how do you move forward with all this? And so they have to just be very, very delicate. Like, I think Shang-Chi, if I understand it correctly, they're going to move very, very delicate moving forward because they're going to be more focusing. But they're going to, like, do some side introductions like Abomination and Wong are going to be in it. Um, and just to, like, kind of play them in but not big bad villains in that situation. Um, but, but back to Loki, I just, I think that it's setting up, um, it's, it's not just like unlocked the door and like opened it. It's, it's basically said like surprise and like kicked in the door. It's like, all right, now what's, what's going to happen? We have no idea what's going to happen. So any thoughts on that, Alicia? Nothing more than what has already been said, unfortunately. <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's so much to think about. You know, you, it, it's no different than every time you watch, if you go back and watch one of the older Marvel movies, you realize something that connects, like we were watching, what's the one we were watching the other day? Ultra, Age of Ultron. And they talk about the vibranium and then you start hearing the Black Panther movie music. Yeah. And it's like, they They started to second. plant those seeds early on. And sometimes, sometimes you realize, hey, this might be something. Other times, it's like nothing. This was like two, three years in advance, and I'm just now realizing that it was there. And yes, Jordan, I was watching Age of Ultron the other day. <laughs> Listen, I um, have no problem with that movie. I just don't think that it stands up by itself. No, I, I don't think, either. I think I either. now that like, that watching WandaVision, I think it it has become a better movie because of the storytelling mm-hmm. they've gone back to do. Yeah, well, and I, I've been going back and I've been watching all of them in order again, okay. and so that's that was the next movie that I was in. I finished um, Guardians of the Galaxy one, and then I um, Age of Ultron was next. So that's why I was watching that the other day. What order are <laughs> yeah, you watching them in? If you threw Age of uh, Ultron before Guardians, Guardians, Guardians <clears throat> came out. Oh uh, wait, never mind. I'm 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 messed up. Never mind. You're right. I was I got Age of Ultron mixed up with the original Avengers. I was like, timeline wise, what are we doing? Never mind, that's on me. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching them in order of when when they came when out. When they came like, out, timeline. yeah, Jordan, come on. But no. they have been doing such a good job of like layering things. You just hope that they continue to have that going forward. Well, I like the way that they're even bringing back smaller characters because uh, in Iron Man one, when Obadiah Stane is yelling at this guy, he's like, "Tony Stark built this in a cave." And then that same guy that was getting yelled at shows up in uh, Far From Home, and he helped build all this stuff and, like, helped work. I'm like, that was genius to bring back some of those guys and just – 
and the fact that he was Ralphie from A Christmas Story. I love that. That showed up on my, my Facebook memories today um, that I had this epiphany that I was like, oh, my gosh, like, no way. And people were like, uh, Scott Stedman actually went in and was like, yeah, no, I knew that. He was also in uh, uh, Elf as the guy, Elf, who, yeah. the guy who's like, it's okay, buddy. You're not a cotton-headed nif- uh, niffy mutton. Yep, there we go. That's the one. Um, but yeah, it just like it's so cool to see how some of these characters just kind of roll back into the fold and kind of how they get involved. Um, is there any character from Loki that you would like to see moving forward into the bigger universe? Casey. Casey, more. Give me more, Casey. Casey, the the analyst that you were. I don't know if his yeah the guy, the guy who was the checking in all their like, their stuff. Finished. Yeah, he was taking no, all was... the the goods. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just checked my phone, by the way, Jordan, and uh, Phase 2 is Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, then Age of Ultron, and then Ant-Man. <laughs> I'm uh, never going to hear the end of this kind of stuff. It's going to happen yeah. on my podcast, and I'm just going to get called out right there. It's, it's, it's fine. We can't it's be right fine. 100% of yeah. the <laughs> And what, what makes for great conversations. Absolutely. Um, to, to answer your, your question, give me more Sylvie. More like, I want more Sylvie in my life. Yeah. So and where do you re- think she? And the went? reason I want more Sylvie, and the reason I want more Sylvie is because I want her and Wanda to meet, and I want the multiverse to explode. <laughs> Just, so like the ripple effect. So here's here's my thing. Do we think that Sylvie is going to be a Loki series only, or do we think that she's going to start to show up in other Marvel movies? Because like we were talking beforehand, um, we now have this this culmination of we've got TV series, we've got movies and it's all one massive interconnected universe. So do you believe that she will show up? And if so, where do you think she's going to show up? Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. Yeah. I you really think she's going to show up there? Because she's such a big character in Loki. Say what you were going to say again. I said, and I said, I, I would hope that they would bring her in more just because she's such a big vital part of Loki. I don't think she's going to show up in multiverse of madness. And, and here's my thought. You already have Wanda who's going to show up. Uh, so, so you've got Scarlet Witch. And then you've got um, you've got so many different – What? okay, sorry. I can see you guys. So, like, what are you laughing at? No, I was just thinking, like, nope, she's going to show up in Thor Love and Thunder, and she's going to be <laughs> Thor's new love interest, and then Loki's <laughs> going to get jealous, and boom. The, yes. I, 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 that would be great. That right there. <laughs> Yep. No, no more Jane more. Foster. She gets the hammer. He falls in love with with female Loki. Yep. That's hilarious. And then Loki's going to get jealous, and he's going to actually come back from 2012 into present, and it's, it's going to be a mess. And <laughs> there goes the timeline. Okay, so, so going back to the timeline situation, what were your thoughts of how they jumped around and, like, she hid in Apocalypse, uh, the different apocalypses? Like, what were your thoughts there? I mean, if there's any good place to hide, it's where there's going to be a disaster that's going to end the world or end that timeline, so to speak. So, I mean, obviously she thought that through in a very devious, Loki-like manner. And maybe she thought it was going to be a place where they wouldn't find her, right? Yeah. Or wouldn't yeah. even look. Well, I think, um, it, I think it was really yeah, so smart I- for them to do that. Um, cause that, that was a thought process I would have never thought like, I mean, they, they went so far different than what I'm used to seeing storytelling wise and for them to go in and say that I liked how they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what did you think of Pompeii where, where Loki comes out and he's like, 
you're all gonna die and like just goes in and he's like fl- throwing the Letting food the and all that go, yep. the goats whatever kind of animal yeah, it was. He, he's like be free like it doesn't even matter <laughs> I mean, honestly, one of the reasons that Loki is one of my favorite villains is because he is so mischievous. I mean, he just, he's like a, he's like a toddler. He thinks of, <laughs> he thinks of something and then he does it. There are no consequences, no consequences to what he does. So it, I mean, it's just perfect. So for him to go into that and like, you're all going to die. I kind of hope that they, oh God. I was going to say, even in Infinity War, when he try, thinks he's going to kill Thanos, and there's, like, not a chance. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just going to pledge my undying allegiance to you, and he pulls his, his knife out, and he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to kill Thanos. They're with not going to kill Thanos in the first with a knife. 15 minutes of the movie with a right. knife. I don't uh, know why I use a knife. <laughs> you're, I, I think you brought up this great point of him, like, kind of this this there's no rules kind of situation. Like, I would love to see, like, them redo old, like, famous commercials and like Loki show up and be like, "There's no rules," and then like someone be like, "Put the multiverse <laughs> back." There's one rule, like like someone like just doing something. Like I think that would be great if they did like commercials and things like that going forward. That'd be sweet. But I just I love the I way like how you didn't like my Joker reference. Do what? I said I love how you didn't like or even acknowledge my Joker reference. Maybe I, I was like, "Do you do you want to know why I use a knife?" Oh, I didn't even hear it. That's great. Yeah, because yes. you're talking about Loki and his knife and things like that. I'm like, do you want to know why I use a knife? That would and, be, yes. <laughs> I think in Joker, The Dark Knight, Christian Bale, Thor, Love and Thunder, we're all yeah. over the place. Yeah, we're all, it's the multiverse of madness at, at this it point. It is the multiverse. So, but no, I just, I love the way that, you know, going back to when they first brought uh, Loki in, you know, you see this, this power hungry guy, and now you see more of a, a jokester kind of feel. You get like, I'm for glorious purpose. And like by the time that they get to the end of time and like all of them are like, what was your glorious purpose? Like they, they're making fun of it at this point. And I'm like, I love the way that they handle it. I love how they've done everything. And I love the the fact that the, the people outside of like the studios, like us common people are watching it and creating memes. I don't know if you guys got to see it, but there was one where they did a Disney kind of ish meme and they had like alligator Loki and uh, he was dressed up like the crocodile from Captain Hook. And then you had uh, Loki um, with like the president Loki dressed up as Captain Hook where he had like like this, like no hand. And he's like, ah! and like <laughs> he was like, I want your other hand, um, which was I thought was was clever. And I like just seeing kind of where they went with it. Um, and I just I, I think it's the, one, the cars one that you showed me. Oh, please tell oh, me yeah. it was where it was like Lightning McQueen. Was it that one? Yes. Yeah. Because yes. Owen Wilson was the voice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And one of my good friends, who's a huge comic book nerd, he was like, wait, Owen Wilson was Lightning McQueen? And I was like, yeah. He was like, no way. And I was like, yeah. Okay. So my side tangent, this is this is something we had talked about as me and, and uh, Casey, my best friend, and, and we were kind of talking a little bit. And I said, you know, they've been, they're notorious for making their characters look like the actors. And I was like, how funny would it have been if because of Owen Wilson's broken nose, like you saw this dent on uh, uh, Lightning McQueen, so it looked like his broken nose. <laughs> I'm like, that oh, would have been great. I would have loved to see that because I didn't realize he had a broken nose. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I, that's that's another uh, thing. I would love to see uh, more Owen Wilson moving forward. I would love to see his character mm-hmm. just, just really get involved. Someone said that he could be the new – Phil Coulson, which I want stated, there will never be another Phil Coulson. 
Phil Coulson is and was and always is the only Phil Coulson. So, but I, I think that you could bring in a character like that um, and handle him very well. But I'm like, I would love to see him kind of play that. And like, maybe like, okay, remember uh, when, when Loki uh, in Thor, the Dark World, he uh, changes and sh- shapeshifts into uh, Captain America. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like America and all this. And I'm like, how great would it be if like something like that, he just like shows up in someone else's series. So like in the Hawkeye series, like you just see Owen Wilson, like open up a, a gateway and like has to grab somebody, but they don't reset the time. And he just like, he walks in the background. Like you don't even see him like in a front round. Like you just see like a, a thing open up in the background. He grabs somebody and walks out. I'm like, that would be actually really funny. Or seeing him on a jet ski. Yes, that was that was the true love story that I wanted to see. I wanted to see him on the jet ski. I could care less about Loki and Sylvie. Get him a jet ski. Get that boy a jet ski. That would oh that would be a funny one if if in what if like you heard uh, Chadwick Boseman be like and get that man a jet ski. <laughs> so so. Season two has already been confirmed for for Loki. What do you want to see moving forward? Do you do you want to see someone specific in there? Uh, was there enough cameos in this series for you? Uh, <laughs> I caught me off guard. Um, was that one of the questions? I, it was not one of the <laughs> questions. Well, it obviously wasn't because I'm looking at my script and that's not it. Um, I'm. Looking forward to season two. You talk about wanting more of Owen Wilson. I think obviously you're going to get that in season two. You're going to get more Mobius. Um, I'm curious to see where they end up because something that I read the other day said that it probably wouldn't even come out until the end of 2022, maybe. Okay. And this will be after the fact of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Don't quote me on that. That could change. Um, but I'm kind of curious to see where it falls in reference to the story that they're going to tell, because I think Loki's been confirmed for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So, like, he's going to be in the second Doctor Strange movie, but are they going to go back, you know, I guess back in time, right, to the TVA and where they left off? And is, are they going to tell the story? Are they going to go forward, then go backwards, and then go forwards again? Like, how are they going to do that? That's, that's got the most curiosity for me is, like, what are they going to do, I guess, timeline-wise with Loki? And where they, are they just going to you know, pick up where they left off? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to tell more of that story in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Or, you know, I'm just... That's my goal in life to find out how they're going to connect all the dots with Marvel. Like that's just <laughs> other than Jesus and making my wife happy. I think that's, that's one of <laughs> my major three. goals. In Top life three. It's all good. How they're going to connect these dots. And Top. see, I'm okay with not knowing. Like I'm, I'm always amazed at how well they connect the stories that I don't feel like I have to know what's coming next. I mean, I'm curious to see what they're going to do on season two, like what timeline we're going to be in how they're really going to bring it all together and how long can something it's, I mean, it's like a lot of series. How long can it go before you have to have some sort of resolution? Yeah. Um, well, and the fact that they keep telling this story, but at the same time, you know, you and I have been going back and watching some of these older movies and we're like still seeing stuff that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Like every time I watch one of these movies, I'm like, Oh, the one-liners that Drax says in Guardians of the Galaxy in the first one are just 
amazing and like i forget how funny that is there's until a, I go back there's a lot of gold in those. you know yes yep mm -hmm. and even in even in loki like there's so many <laughs> funny you know sarcastic things you know like especially like in the i think it's the very first episode which i started watching this morning just as we were preparing like he goes before the tva you know is hearing and he's like i'm a god like he's always making that argument that he's a god mm -hmm. and like you can't do anything to me and they're like all right you're in the tva you have no power here <laughs> yeah when, when they were in lamentus this is one of the episodes i watched um right before this was the lamentus and he he hid the knife and she had or not the knife the little transport i don't remember what it was called oh the tap pad or whatever no but uh, it's like the little transport yeah, yeah. Yep. she said where is it and he's like in my heart <laughs> so you like, well i'll stab you i'll stab it out of your heart or i'll stab your heart or something but how sarcastic he is is, is amazing so so but even though i mean he starts like you were saying one, one of my favorite of the running jokes comes down to when he's got uh, they're on the train and he he's drinking and he throws down the cup and he's like another and I'm like I love that yes. that was genius because I, I was like that that was never said again like you like Thor learned his lesson that while he's on Earth you don't shatter glass but then you like run into mm -hmm. Loki and it's like Thor came out like ten years ago like to see that that joke kind of come back into play and like it just becomes this now long running joke and so like it like you guys said when you watch these movies you're catching things and then sometimes you forget something and then like they bring it back in another movie and it's like oh oh that was said there like i understand that reference which isn't captain mm -hmm. america saying oh i understood that reference so <laughs> well even the very the very was it the last episode when they did the whole Marvel script, you know, where they run through at the beginning, they played all the different things. Yeah. Like it was the one of the last two episodes. That where they played, like, the, the Captain America thing where he's dancing with... Uh, Agent Peggy Carter. Yeah, Peggy Carter, and then, like, they just go through these different things, and I'm like, wow, I forgot about that. But, like, you look at each other, and you're like, oh, that's that, and that's that, and that's that, and so they just do a great job. Mm -hmm. So, so end of, end of the first season, what were you guys' thoughts that Kang showed up? Did you expect to see Kang? Did you guys call that from an earlier spot? Did you kind of get to that point and you're like, mm, it might be him, it might not. And then like he shows up and you're like, I don't know if that's him or not. Like what what were your thoughts? Well, I don't, I mean, I don't read a lot or I don't remember a lot about the comic books and all the Avengers stuff, but I think we read enough stuff building up to the end of the season that we kind of expected him um, but even though you expect, okay, it's going to be King Conqueror, don't, I mean, we don't know what he's going to look like, how he's going to act, any of that stuff. Honestly, when they showed the vision of the, um, of the castle, it kind of looked like Hogwarts to me. Yes. Yes. I fully agree with that. A more, more kind of scary Hogwarts, but yes, I, I get that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I thought that they did a, a really decent job of telling that story but you know like i think it was like episode four or five but like if they're not going with kang the conqueror by the end of the series like you're you've <laughs> you wasted my I mean? time like if they don't give us kang or yeah or a variation right of kang like you you're like what are we doing like where are we going with this but you know in reading you know some other um you know, headlines or, you know, rumors or, you know, Comic-Con stuff like, you know, they, 
for the longest time, I thought they were going, they're going with Mephisto and they didn't. And so like a lot of the rumors that I heard that early on in Loki was that they were going to do Mephisto and do Kang the Conqueror later because Kang the Conqueror wasn't supposed to come out in full, you know, full swing until Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is supposed to come out in 2023, which is, you know, two years from now. So I'm like, how are they going to do this with Kang? And then are they going to do it? Are we going to get a full blown version of that? And then like, especially when, um, you know, Sylvie kills the variants of Kang the Conqueror in the last episode. And then Loki goes back to the TVA and then you kind of see that statue. You're like, okay, yep, this is where we're going. And this is where we're going moving forward. Um, but it made sense. It made sense. Like, as I said, like you got into like episodes three, four, and even five, they're going to Hogwarts. Not really Hogwarts, but it looked like Hogwarts. It did look like Hogwarts. Um, and you see Kang. Did you hear, Jordan, anything about Mephisto or like what they were going to do with Mephisto? They kind of teased it and then they didn't and then they didn't follow through with that. I had actually not heard that one. Um, I, I stayed away from the rumor oh. mills specifically for this one because I know I got into the rumor mill with WandaVision very, very hard. And I was like, OK, Mephisto is going to have to show up because there's no way they're not doing this. And like I fed into a lot of those and I was like. Mm, I don't want to do that with Loki. Like I want Loki to be every week. There's a mystery to it. I don't want any rumors. I don't want, like I stayed away from everything. And by the time that, that they realized that like Loki and Sylvie were not like the villains, I was like, okay, it's gotta be Kang. Like Kang has to be behind the whole thing. There's no way it can't be. Well, and, and to be like, we, it wasn't really the rumor thing. We follow a couple different YouTube, um, channels that are just like comic-con nerd stuff like um we would watch an episode then we would watch the breakdown of that episode we watch an episode we watch the breakdown of that episode and i think um early on i think after episode one or two they were like yep they're gonna do mephisto and kind of when they teased the the devil in the chapel in like the first episode oh you yeah see that thing, like, mm-hmm. it kind of if you look at the comp like if you looked up mephisto right now on wikipedia like he looks very fiery devilish looking And he, you know, I was like, oh, so maybe they are going to do that. But obviously they went with Kang. And I don't know that they're even going to do Mephisto. So who knows? I don't know if they'll do Mephisto because I don't think that they want to do like a scary villain. Like, I mean, like bring someone who is evil, but don't do like, like a devil. I feel like because that's, there are so many religions that would just destroy Marvel. And I don't know that Disney's ready to fight that kind of battle to bring someone to the live screen like that. Um, I just, I don't know if they would go that route just from, a, I mean, just be, I mean, we're all Christians here. Uh, and, and I know that like, we understand like the devil is real. This is like, this is our understanding and, and such. And so like someone who is not a Christian may be like, dude, like, cool. Like this is some sweet graphics, but then you've got people who are super, super religious and they're like, don't go see movies, let alone one with the devil in it. Um, and then like you're, I mean like where I'm going, uh, to be a youth pastor at, like I plan on taking them to go see Marvel movies. Well, if they go in this route and they don't handle it properly, I can get my hand slapped really hard for taking them to see a movie where, oh, there's a devil in there. Like, I don't know, like, I mean, you're going to have parents and things like that who are going to say, Hey, this is, this is not right. Um, and I don't know that they're going to, because a lot of the marketing comes to kids because you're getting the comic books, you're getting the, the toys and the Legos. And I mean, you've got, I mean, we talk about Legos a lot. Um, but, but 
how do you how do you justify doing something like that um if not like properly um and i just i don't yeah. think that they're ready to to handle something like that i think you would have to set up ghostwriter and establish ghostwriter first um and and kind of start slowly going down that path that is not something that you just Oh, hey, here's Mephesto. Like, like, cause you're, you're, like you said, the casual watcher, you're, if your dad walked in, would he be okay watching the Avengers go fight the devil? <laughs> like, like, like it's just going to be one of those things they're going to have to figure out for themselves. Um, and, and how to storytell well, it. Curious with, I'm also curious with Doctor Strange too, because they said everything that I've read on Doctor Strange 2 and Multiverse of Madness, they, they said that that's going to be like the closest thing to a horror movie that Marvel's putting out. Yeah. That's, I've heard that too. Um, and I'm like, very, very dark. I I'm trying to figure out which way they're going to handle it um, because I wonder if part of it is going to be kind of a like scary monster film. Like he's going to open up one of the doors and like some monster is going to pop out and he's going to have to slay it. Um, and I kind of, this is, this is the Dr. Strange person in me. I hope that if they go in like him and Loki have to like sword and shield and like magic's not going to cut it this round like they're going to like the magic is kind of nulled between them and, and these creatures they're not affected by magic or whatever and they're going to have to do because there was a there was a uh there was a uh, doctor strange story where he had to run around he had no magic anymore and he ran around with like a sword and a shield or like a like a, a mace or something like like he had some some type of weaponry and like he had to run around like medieval knight style and i'm like i would love to see that <laughs> Benedict or they're going to get to the end of Doctor Strange two, and Loki's just going to hand Doctor Strange the Time Stone, and he's just going to. I think. Everything. I think. I think that's going to happen. I think that the the Eye of Agamotto or Eye of Agamotto uh, will come right back into play. That they're just he's going to hand him the Time Stone, and that's going to be it. So, I don't know. I think it'll happen. So, uh, but I think I think Kang is. I think he was introduced very well. Um, I'm excited to see kind of where they go with him, though. Because you're gonna have to see, I, I hope they do dressed up versions of him every single time, and I hope that you see different comic book dressings of him. So like maybe more of a like a techie suit, like more your your MCU style, maybe like an original costume, kind of like how we had original Loki. Um, I I would love to see some of those suits kind of just show up that each iteration, um, they have that, and I hope he brings a new character every time he shows up. So like if he comes in like to Ant Man and the Wasp. I hope he brings in because of that iteration, he brings the fantastic four into play. Um, and like he, his ripples into that. Um, like if he shows up and he fights like Kamala Khan and Miss Marvel, I hope that he like brings in like some of the inhumans or like if he showed up in uh, Wakanda forever, like he brings in a different iteration of black Panther. Um, and I think that that would be like a really cool way that each iteration just continually builds this universe. So that way you don't have to do like new stories to, to do introductions for each because i feel like we're origin storied out at this point like we we kind of know most of their origin stories like you can kind of like subtly play them in like monica rambo in in wandavision like that was a very very quick like hey you're already here and then you became a superhero like that would be cool uh falcon when he showed up he didn't have like an origin story he was like i was a paratrooper i did with the wings and then he like suited up and showed up and i i kind of hope we kind of see some of that moving forward yeah so, any last and final thoughts on Loki as we wrap up this episode? I think you were more of a fan of it than I was. But, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was a great show. But you, you talked about it a lot more than I did. 
Yeah, well, I, I think part of it is just because, again, the whole mischievous Loki's always been one of my favorite, but it could be because Thor is one of my favorite superheroes. So having that brotherly sibling rivalry, if you will. When I just thought about this too, like when Sylvie pushes Loki back through the, the door mm-hmm. in the last episode, it was like one of the first times that version of Loki got got in a mischievous way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so I think, um, the last question you sent us was how do you think this is going to affect the MC moving forward or long-term? I think it's going to affect everything because of what Sylvie did. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, Loki points to Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. And then, um, you know, even with the end of WandaVision, like two tie together, they move forward and it's just like, all right, so what are we going to do? How are we going to get there? What are we going to do? Um, and Jordan, I think you're right. Cause what you said earlier, like they're really pointing towards different areas, you know, the street version of the MCU, the space version of the MCU. And so like, um, yeah, like I'm really just excited to see where they go and how, you know, Marvel continues to, um, pile us together. And if I could say one more thing, the, I was having a conversation last week with somebody and they were telling me they didn't like these sideshows like Loki, WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier. And I'm like, you have to watch them because they continue to tie the story together. And they're like, no, I think they're, I didn't like them. We just, we just did not like them. And I was like, look, <laughs> they are so good. And if you give them a chance, I promise you that they um, will be worth your watch. And that uh, I was making the argument that this will never be done again. Right, oh, yeah. where there's going to be so many films tied together, mm-hmm. like a legitimate comic book that comes together, like a comic book universe that's just like basically thrown out on the table and they're they're tying it all together, and it actually looks like a comic, you know, book series coming to life. And so I don't think it'll ever be done again. Like you look at Lord of the Rings or Back to the Future or the Dark Knight trilogy or do any of these movies over the course of time, and like those were trilogies. Those are three movies. These. How many? We're up to twenty-three movies, twenty-four movies now with Black Widow, and you know we have three sideshows so far, and it's just like they're they're going to keep going. Yeah, they. So I again, I'm just excited to see where they. And the sad thing is, like, no one will ever be able to do this. Like the 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 way it's done, like people are going to like try to copy it and like have a monster universe because like you've got the the Kong and and Godzilla and like they're going to do a bunch of other monsters and whatnot. Like you can see interconnected. But to see it as one story that just continue like, hey, here it's moving forward. And it's got like time capsule spots, too, because like you go back to Iron Man 2, there's a specific line that Tony tells to Rhodey. He's like, drop your socks and grab your Crocs. Well, in 100 years from now, when people go back and watch some of this stuff, will they? What under- are Crocs? Yeah, they'll be like, what are Crocs? And we're going to be like, well, they started in the early 2000s or uh, late 2000s. And then they resurged when uh, like 2020 happened. And just kind of talk about how Crocs is, became a big thing again, and then now it's a time capsule. And I think that, like you said, it's just one really well-told story, but I don't even think like even DC Comics will ever achieve something of this nature. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see like their own iteration of this, but I, I just don't see it happening. I think the TV shows as a connected universe is the best they're going to get. Um, I don't think that they'll be able to do the same thing 
it's kind of too late in the game. Like Marvel's just got so much ahead that people don't care about DC because the way they've screwed things up. Uh, but you you bring in shows <laughs> like Loki. It's like you like the first two shows that came out. Those are TV events where Loki is the first TV series. Um, because like yeah. WandaVision, it like the entire story was told within nine episodes, eight nine episodes. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was mm-hmm. within like six episodes, and six. then and then you get to Loki, and it says Loki will return. Um, and it's it's cool to see how like even that came back because for a while there they they stopped saying they will return. Um, and then like because I remember for like was it Phase Two they said like they will return for the Avengers, um, or for Age of Ultron or. Uh, like all these different ones, and then they stopped saying that for a while because I think they tried to hide it in mystery. Now they're bringing it back. Like Loki will return for season two, and I'm like, okay, sweet. Like we have that. So, but guys, thank you so so much. We are now out of time. Um, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, I, I deeply appreciate it. I love getting to talk about this stuff. Uh, so listeners, real quick, uh, before you go, uh, in August we are having some special guests. The season one runners up uh, Boone and Mark from Lego Masters are going to be joining us on August 21st uh, to record. So that will be coming out in late August, early September. And so we encourage you to just uh, send support. If you have any questions, make sure you send them our way. Uh, you can message uh, the, the Facebook uh, page and we will make sure that that gets in there. Uh, if you don't follow us on Facebook or Instagram, make sure to hit the like and follow buttons and we will catch you guys here next time on Nerd Talk. Mm-hmm.